Hello and welcome to another episode of Mother Other, a place to share conversations with the mothers who continue making their mark on the world whilst navigating the demands of motherhood. My name is Amy Pearson and I'm your host. Hello to our new listeners. Whether you're a mother yourself or not, I hope these conversations support or enlighten you in some way. Shout out to the wonderful Nikki, who is our first Patreon supporter. If you haven't heard, I have gone and created a Patreon account. So if you love the show and would like to hear a weekly episode rather than fortnightly, or if you'd just like to offer another working mum some support, head to patreon.com slash mother other and you can help out for as little as a dollar a month. Now, today's guest is a doula, a mother, a DJ, among other things, and she's also launching a children's gender neutral clothing line in 2020. Her name is Sunny Hart. Sunny and I found each other through Instagram a few years ago, as many of us do these days, and she was one of the clear contenders for this show when the idea popped into my head. I am so happy to share this one with you all. Sunny is a real force of passion and watching her unfold into her truth has been such a magical journey. In this episode, we talk about the home births of her beautiful boys, her journey to becoming a doula and being cracked open to find her magic, the paradigm changing abilities and connectivity that social media can give us, how to marry our sexual selves with our motherhood, among so many other juicy topics. This is such a brimming episode. I think you'll truly love listening as much as I love chatting with her. Sunny's son Dizzy comes along for the ride of our convo, which was a welcomed addition. You will hear him in the background a little bit. So I won't keep you any longer. Let's get into it, shall we? Thanks for being here, folks. It means the world. This is Mother Other, and I am Amy Pearson. So today I have Sunny Hart with me. You are a doula, a mother, uh, a DJ. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Sometimes. <laughs> many, many other talents. Um, I'm so happy to have you on the show because. I was looking forward to talking to you when I first came up with this idea because you were one of the first mums that sort of came to mind as yeah, yeah. someone that I think will have a lot of great things to share. So would you like to start by telling us who you're a mum to? Sure. Um, my son's Fox, he's six, and Dizzy, who yeah. is doing acrobats right now on the floor in front of me, <laughs> is one and... Uh, uh, yeah, 13 months. He just yep. turned one month. Amazing. And what yeah. else do you do with your time? Um, uh, so I have a serious condition where I come about six months out of postpartum and decide to do uh, too many things, which I'm sure you can <laughs> emphasize. Relatable, <here>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so at the moment, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a doula and – I'm currently taking on um, about one client a month, which is more than enough. Um, and I'm also in the process of launching a children's wear line called Goose. Yeah, cool. With um, my friend Nye, who uh, has a jewelry label. And so, yeah, we've been we've been doing that. We've just pushed it back. The launch was meant to be in November. Okay. But um, we were we were both floundering a little so now it's going to be coming in Feb. Cool yes. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. So in terms of 
kid life. Was starting a family mm-hmm. a conscious decision for you? Hell no. No, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> um, uh, it's a pretty funny story. I think um, I had been in India and um, I was going there to kind of have a soul-searching time. Um, Pete and I were together, but um, it was sort of like, two long-term relationships. We'd, we'd just both got out of long-term relationships and were kind of messing around with each other. And I was like, I need to go and be free. And then he's like, I might come. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so then we ended up doing it together. Um, and then from there I went to Berlin um, and he came home to Melbourne. And I just, I think it was biology or maybe just like seeing too many cute babies in India but I just started getting super clucky out of nowhere like I'd never even thought about kids in my life yeah and then I came back to Melbourne and was like kind of seduced Pete in back into my life and then um yeah we we accidentally got pregnant and it was like I kind of, as much as I had that feeling in my body, it wasn't something that we had ever really spoken about and um, it was terrifying uh, and I was definitely still calling the um, abortion clinic at like six months going, right. hi, is it too late right now? Um, yeah. Because, yeah, we felt we were too super unstable and super young. We didn't have jobs. We didn't live in our own home or anything like that um but it all turned out in the end somehow sure did (laughs) yeah yeah so tell me about your pregnancy with and birth with fox because I haven't I don't know much about that were you already a birth junkie back then or was it something that manifested after your experience um it, it manifested in my pregnancy um I didn't really, I didn't have much to do with um, birth or pregnancy at all. Like my mum never really spoke about uh, her experiences. Um, We were, she has, there's four of us and we were all cesareans and it was just that kind of like (laughs) medicalized (laughs) um, 80s, uh, yeah, birth situation. Yeah, okay. Um, and so I didn't know anything about it and I got pregnant and it just so happened to have friends whose mum was a home birth midwife, Jenny Teske. Okay, yep. Um, and so I met with her because I literally had nowhere to turn mm. and um, I wanted to know what, what, I, what I could do and that just sent me on this trajectory. Um, <clears throat> I met with her at her house. Um, at the same time, another friend gave me Ina Mae Gaskin's spiritual midwifery. Mm. And with those two forces combined, yeah. I just started going deep um, into home birth and all sorts of births. And, um, yeah, it was a really spiritual time for me, actually, um, dropping into that that space where it's like there's no one else that is doing this and no one else can do it for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, it's like, I'm all I've got. Yeah. And I want to like, yeah, I want to like be empowered and do this properly. And I I did visit the hospital one time because, you know, I let 
the doubts and the fears creep in and what everyone else was saying yeah. about home birth being dangerous. And I was like, all right, I'll go to the hospital and see what it's like. And I walked in and um, the midwife there just was first appalled that I would consider a home birth and secondly just told me how I was going to be giving birth. Like, you know, and my Aries my Aries sensibilities wasn't wasn't taking that. So I excused myself and yeah. went to the toilet, but I actually just ran out of the hospital in tears <laughs> going, you're not going to tell me how I'm going to fucking give birth. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah. And that, then from that point on, it was like, <clears throat> I just, I just really ingested and got obsessed with reading birth stories and, um, yeah, I went pretty, pretty deep on the whole thing. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And then I had a beautiful home birth with Fox, which, um, yeah, like I didn't know anyone else who'd had babies yet. I was sort of the first out of all my friends. So yeah, it was just that, really nice to, yeah, have that ignorance. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool. I was going to ask about that because it would be strange sort of being the first, I mean, I'm the first among my close group of friends, but I've already got a lot of mum friends. So it didn't feel as yeah. shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was literally just like a, a brand new world for me. Mm. Um, so, which is really, really good for me. Like, I love to be the first doing things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just like that's. And so I could make it all up, and um, and it, it just it was a wonderful experience. Um, I had a pretty amazingly fast birth. Um, it was about three and a half hours. Wow. And yeah. Um, and it was on the day actually that a friend of ours passed away. And oh, so, wow. um, yeah, I, we were all kind of gathered together at Edinburgh gardens in the daytime. And I think it was about two days before my, um, estimated due date. And, um, I just felt it. It was like there was a little tear in the universe, like and some one person or one soul exits and another mm. one can come in. Mm. This and so I went home and um Pete stayed and hung out with everyone. And um I created this birth altar on my wall, um, of all these images that I'd collected. Uh and just sat and meditated on it and then went outside and it was August um, and there was just this crazy hot wind. It was really weird, like with no direction. It was just kind of whipping all around the place. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's something going on here. Mm. And like, I messaged Pete and I was like, let's have a baby tonight. Um, and he's like, all right. Came home and I drank this spicy chili hot chocolate. And within half an hour, my water burst. Wow. Um, and then it was just on. Like, yeah. It's funny um, how you know, hey, I did the same thing. I messaged Jamie. I'm like, don't exert yourself at work today because I feel like I need you today. Yes. And crazy. it happened. It's crazy. Mm, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I love it. It's like, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful thing. And it really only comes when um, I think you surrender Yeah. Uh, to that time because I – um, I've seen so many women struggle and I mean, I'm not sure. Were you over your due date at all? Yeah. Or yeah. were you? Yeah. yeah. 
I was about a week in, a week over, yeah. And I'd had prodromal mm. labor for a long time, so I was at the point where I was just like over it, like this is never going to happen. Yeah. But then that day yeah. I was like, no, I think it actually is going to happen. I think it's happening today. Oh, that's today. amazing. Yeah. It was pretty wild. So good. Yeah. yeah I, I want to I talk um, more or, or focus more on those last few days or weeks before birth. Yeah. I just, I think that, it's such a hard time for people. Yeah. Um, people are just nagging just, you like, what's happening? Is the baby here yet? And you're just like, oh, totally. so much mm. stress and pressure. Yeah. It's really hard to surrender in, in those, in those moments. Um, yeah. But yeah. So did you ever have concerns about motherhood impacting your life and your aspirations? Um, no. And I think that also has to do with not knowing anyone else um who yeah. had kids um and in fact to be quite honest I think probably it didn't affect my life um too much yeah <laughs> like um I really I really like just tried to get back to it and it was wonderful and um Pete and I have a beautiful support network and you know, no one had kids yet. So it was all great. And we socialized a lot and we were out heaps with Fox, um, at gigs and festivals and, um, and it was lovely and, and beautiful time. And I think Fox is the kid that he is because of those, um, early open social times. Yeah. Um, but in the same, at the same time, I think, uh, I didn't really honor the transition that I had gone through um, in becoming a mother. Yeah. And uh, so I definitely, by the time Fox was about to, uh, I was burning out pretty bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Because you do have to, you have to honor what, what has just happened to you. Like it's, it's an identity death, you know, and it's, yeah. you become a whole new person. Um and yeah, that that's not just a mother; it's more than that as well. But yeah, yeah, there's a lot of integration that needs to happen, and um, that's a yeah big passion of mine now as a doula, trying to help people recognize um, that's amazing the transition that they're going to. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's really needed. Um, mm. So with your birth with Dizzy, I was so – I loved reading that post because I was actually pregnant when I read that post and I remember like the, yeah, that's I was right. on my phone the minute it popped up and it was just like, oh, my God, I needed that. And I feel like that, reading that and like all the other women that I follow that share their births sort of helped me to have the clarity to overcome my own fears about what I was going through. So. Amazing. Yeah, it was really powerful. That's but so good. What changed mentally for you between the two births? Do you think they were much different? Like you were much different in that sort of sense? Yeah, absolutely. I've actually been um, thinking about this a lot recently. Um, so, yeah, while Fox's birth was incredible um, and fast and at home and everything, like I would never dare to complain about it because I know that – um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky for how it all turned out. Yeah. But, um, in my own self, I think I didn't have, I didn't trust anyone really. I didn't, I didn't really trust anyone to, um, hold me in that time. I, I think 
just my own shit, you know, like yeah. unable to be vulnerable and surrender. Um, so uh, it, it turned out okay because I was super self-sufficient and I pushed that baby out, but I didn't like, I didn't felt, feel supported in any way. I just felt like it was me doing everything. Yeah. Um, and when I got pregnant with Diz, that was, I was really aware of that and it was something that I really, really tried to work on and, you know, I brought it up with Pete and um, I brought it up my, with my midwives and I got some support like I was seeing a kinesiologist and a therapist and um, through just my own life experiences and conditioning, I was able to lean into a lot of those shadows and edges and, and work through it. Yeah. And then um, in Dizzy's birth, to hear myself call out for Pete and to be able to like fall back in his arms and know that I was um, held and safe was just such a special, amazing moment yeah, for that's me. So um, yeah. And I felt like I didn't disassociate so much. Like in, in Fox's birth, I, I feel like I was like tripping out a bit, you know, I don't, yeah. I wasn't really in my, in my body, yeah. but with, with Diz's birth, I was, like so aware of the mechanics of it all and also just like where I was at and that I was totally fine and I knew what was going on. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That makes me look forward to having another birth if I get to because I was fully like out of my mind a bit as well. I still had a great experience but I feel like it could definitely be better, yeah. Yeah, totally and and it will be. Um, I think, yeah, the second time – you just know what to expect, I guess, yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's always different though. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And how much has motherhood impacted how you feel in your identity now? Uh, um, I am so proud of um, about – I'm so proud of being a mother. Like it's it's everything to me and I really honour that, that, um, that part of myself. Like I don't think I would – be half the person I am without having to have gone through this huge transition um, and recognizing how strong I am and how capable I am and the fact that I can pretty much do fucking anything. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I really identify with it a lot. But, um, yeah, obviously – there's also the other side of it where it's like I also honoured the person that um, I am uh, without my motherhood and I think that's, yeah, that, that's like um, a long integrating kind of process that um, yeah. I, I feel like I'm always going to be doing because uh, I don't want to be, yeah, a martyr. I don't want to be just a mom and sacrifice all the things that I am and I love to be a mother. Yeah. I think um, our generation is basically here to um, stop the buck there and, like, change that mentality because we're all definitely daughters and sons of martyrs. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. everyone, but it's um very common in at uh, the generation above us, I think. Yeah. Um and so yeah, so I think there's there's definitely a balance. Can you tell me about being a doula on top of being a mum and how connected you are to motherhood in your role as a doula? Uh yeah, for sure. Um 
Yeah. I know that's pretty obvious, so, but like also I'm yeah. just interested in how you feel about it and how it sort of intertwines. No, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really good question. So I did my first doula training somewhere where I won't say the name, but um, their whole ethos was kind of like who you are doesn't matter here. Like your um, your role is to be of service to the women that or the birthing people that you're working for. And um, it was like kind of confusing for me. And I, and I actually, even on the second day of training, um, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Like, I know that I'm not going to take on a client and tell them my whole birth story, like unless they ask for it. But at the same time, my experience, my life experience and, um, you know, whatever got me to this point is like integral in the way that I can actually show up and be there for somebody and make space for someone and listen and empathize. Yeah. Um, and without it, I'm just like, what am I? I'm, yeah. I'm just like an em- vessel. empty nothing. Yeah, yeah vessel. Um. And then uh, I found Angel um, Phoenix and uh, also known as Angela Gallo. And I started doing her training and um, it was, yeah, it cracked me open. And it was exactly what I thought I wanted and what I thought I was getting into it for, which was basically, yeah, like who you are, what you have to offer is your experience and um, your pain. and the things that you work through and the fact that, you know, you've come out okay and all of these things. And so, um, yeah, now I really, oh no, there's just a little. I love it. Fairy in the garden. Um, yeah. So now I really honor all of the things that I've been through as a mother and I can speak from experience without it being, you know, like, yeah, yeah I can speak through it from experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about Instagram because I know mm-hmm. that we both use it for many different reasons, but I love all of your truths about birth and motherhood and consciousness and all the things you've been talking about. Um, has the platform helped or hindered you as a doula and a mother, do you think? Um, yeah, definitely helped. Um, I, I'm learning how to be more, even more vulnerable on it, I think, by... Yeah. Um, showing up now with my actual person and not just with my writing. Yeah. Um, and already just by doing that a couple of times, I've had so many people reach out to me um, and wanting to work with me because they can see who I am, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously just, yeah, in terms of connection and, um, yeah, like motherhood can be quite isolating. Yeah. Um, and lonely and so in that way it's been really helpful for me and then as a doula um, yeah learning so much from other people and their experiences uh, I definitely um, yeah I definitely think it's an incredibly valuable tool um, and used in the right way can be like monumentally um, uh, like paradigm changing like it's amazing that there are connections that I have um friends that I'm connected with like on the other side of the world and we send each other voice messages like it's actual conversational yeah and um and we're sharing our experiences about being doulas and mothers and when you're having a really shitty day and you're at home with your baby and like you're in the purgatory of the same 
kind of pattern over and over again, it can be such a beautiful uh, interaction and it can really like just change everything. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So something that comes up a lot when we talk about motherhood, especially new motherhood and the postpartum period is pleasure and sex and mm-hmm. overtired and healing and breastfeeding around the clock yep. becomes super hard. So I wonder, I know that you're experienced in like this area. So how do you marry, marry the sensual self with the mother self? Yeah, um, such a, an amazing and huge topic. I know. Uh, so many avenues really to explore here. But I guess um, for me, what I'm learning about sensuality and sexuality um, is that it's all within, obviously, and it's not something that we can go looking for it's actually something that we need to remember about ourselves Mm. um and I really personally have been finding um moving my body to be so incredibly useful um in reminding me that I'm a sexual and sensual being and Sorry, I'm walking up a hill, so I'm a bit puffed out. Oh, that's now. okay. That's okay. Take your I time. I actually haven't been moving my body enough. Um, but, <laughs> well, you're holding a baby. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is something I've just been trying to work into my daily practice, really, is just feeling into my body, like using breath and movement and like music. And like I'll light some incense and I'll try and stand in the sun Mm. and activating all my senses in this kind of little moment whenever I can steal it in the day because we're busy. Like it's, it's kind of the easiest thing you can do rather than going to do some kind of yoga class or Pilates or something like that. It's like super easy to access and you just open up and, breathe and smell and feel sunlight on your skin and through doing these kinds of things I'm really feel like I'm reigniting um yeah my sensuality and remembering that I'm a sexual being Mm, yeah (laughs) um which is really important and then from there I feel like I can go um to the world or to my partner or to myself and it's not coming from a place of lack like I'm feeling really energized and expanded in that um so uh I think it's really really important that we try and connect with this part of ourselves as mothers yeah um I think you know it's why we have children hopefully in most cases is um because of sex and um I think it's really easy to get touched out and to feel like overwhelmed and feel like you don't want to fuck your partner and all of those things are totally valid and okay but um I think it's important to keep a practice with ourselves you know yeah um even if it even if you don't want to have sex with your partner or whoever it's like remembering and reclaiming that part of ourselves is um it's like that's like our magic you know that's like what it is to be a woman and to be feminine and to be powerful. And and by doing these things, you can remember those parts of yourself. Yeah, totally. 
And if yeah. you had advice to give to mothers, maybe especially in the early days who are struggling with that debacle, what would you say to them? Um, I, I would say, I mean, don't put too much pressure on yourself, but I think always create, try to create a container of um, pleasure for mm. yourself. So I find that people often get into a martyred space and it's super easy to fall into that space in early motherhood because, again, it's just like a repetitive thing that's you're like feeding, trying to get the baby to sleep, trying to cook your food, trying to whatever, change a nappy, and it just like keeps going and going and going until you're down deep in a hole going, what the fuck has happened to my life? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, I think... If you can create a container of pleasure around you, it's not going to feel so much about like that. So that means, yeah, again, just sensory things, um, sunlight, really nice smells. I feel like smells are so underrated. Yeah, they can really revive an energy and a vibe in in like your person and in your in your space. Um, light some candles, put on some music. Um, I find listening to records even more um intentional than putting on Spotify or something which I know is a a minor thing but it's more intentional like rather than just having this radio mindlessly playing in the background yeah um yeah uh nourish your body um have a smoothie or something if you don't have time um and when your baby is sleeping like yeah sure sleep when the baby sleeps but how about just put the baby down and sit with yourself and just like breathe and come back into your body Mm. um and then have a sleep if you need but I think that is enough like that practice and just kind of keeping a touchstone on all the nice things in life is enough to keep you know your essence alive and then when you get more time just dance a little bit. That's all. Yeah. yeah it's pretty easy. That. Yeah, totally. One, one, one song. That's it. It's nice and to have the reminder though, hey, because like you do forget. Yeah, totally. It's so easy to forget. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it feels like I don't want to fucking dance right now, but yeah. I guarantee if you just put on a good track that you love and you have a little boogie, it's, um, it's truly, it's, it's really good. And it, it and it reminds you of your intuition and who you are and getting yeah. back to your body. So you're not like up somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I totally, that's amazing. I love that so much. So let's yeah. talk the mental load. Um, do you mm. have a village or a community of support around you that helps you to manage it all? Or how do you sort of balance parenthood with your partner as um, well? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'd like to say that I have an um, amazing, I mean, I do have a wonderful support network around me, but there's also um, just, yeah, there's just some things that you end up taking on the load for because, you know, <laughs> it's it's sometimes hard to ask for help and all of these things um so I'm I'm still learning how to do that coming from my very self-sufficient um (laughs) yeah background but um I think Kate and I actually um we are in couples therapy not because we don't love each other madly but just because of finding better ways to communicate how um I need help or 
um yeah. he can you know and figure figure stuff out like that because it's super it's yeah it's, it's hard it's a tricky thing yeah, yeah. it's definitely hard yeah. yeah yeah um I think like to get super personal it's like when when I've asked for help um Pete has uh automatic reaction which is like he feels like he's not doing enough like he gets defensive if I'm asking him for help which comes from you know him feeling inadequate or me being like too um accusatory and all of these things that yeah. kind of build up over time so yeah. then you start creating a pattern with each other yeah um so which is probably familiar yeah, for just, a lot of other people in a similar I think relationship so, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, it's hard for men because, um, or, yeah, I mean, not to be completely um, heteronormative, but in, in these sorts of relationships, um, the mother is, like, undoubtedly, like, the nourisher and has to feed and often is the only one that can soothe the baby at the start and all of these things, and it starts to feel like there's a bit of a deficit there. Yeah. And um, if you're not aware of that as a couple and how it's going to look, I guess resentment starts building and then you're always kind of going from that platform when someone's asking for help. Yeah. Um, and that's maybe like the, a mother being like, you don't do enough. And then that's a father being like, I'm just trying my fucking best here. Yeah. And so totally. yeah. <laughs> it's really um, – yeah, it's yeah, it's a really interesting one and I think um I'm super yeah, I'm super fascinated about these dynamics um because I feel like they they're very common. There's yeah. actually an amazing doula um called Dasha Clark. Yes. Um, she's on Instagram. Yes. She she looks into all of this and has amazing insights. So I'd really recommend anyone who's having relationship stuff to go follow her and um, she's very honest and beautiful yeah. about it all. Yeah, I love her. She's great. So how do you find peace between being a mum and all of the work that you do? Um, I love barbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're really wonderful. Yeah, they are um, good. My, my new thing <laughs> um, is just not uh, thinking about everything that I need to do and literally just doing the one thing that I need to do in that moment. Yeah. The, sh- the shift um, in, yeah, the mental shift in that has been so amazing. Um, mm. And I actually feel so much lighter in my life just realising that um, whatever the pressing thing is, I just need to do what I can do in that moment and um, that is going to make me feel better and then they'll just keep coming as they need to happen and I don't need to do everything at once or I don't need to have 50,000 to-do lists because um, at the end of the day you're never going to get through your to-do yeah. list. <laughs> it's just going to keep growing. Yeah, that's Forever me. and ever and ever. Yeah. Yep. So many lists with like some things crossed off and then you start a new one and it's just like, oh, yep. chaos. Yeah, totally. What has motherhood given you? Mm, that is a huge question. <laughs> Motherhood has cracked me wide open and by doing that, um, it has completely expanded my love. Um, mm. So it's given me a far bigger, bolder heart um, and it's given me deep, um, true compassion for other women and, um, 
and and parents and mothers. Um, it's given me uh, a fire in my belly to um, fight for the inequality of uh, fuck so many things. Yeah, um, yeah. But truly, like being a mother has made me feel the pain of what mothers uh, for generations past have had to deal with and Mm. just women, um, which I I certainly wasn't in touch with before um, I transitioned into motherhood. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, yeah, it's just... It's given me, uh, it's given me so much. I guess the greatest thing uh, is just that shift, kind of going into your body again and um, being able to uh, act from your true soul, purpose, and intuition, and um, yeah, remember that you are magic and that um, you are a creator of life. Yeah, and you're a fucking force to be reckoned with. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and yeah, and that's huge, you know. It is. Um, I, I think we spend a lot of our younger years kind of worrying about what other people are thinking about us mm-hmm. and whether we're doing enough or whether we're this or that. And I think becoming a mother kind of flips that on its head. Absolutely. And um, it's such a relief. <laughs> it is. That's exa- That's the perfect word really, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it really it's a relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Well, that is all I have for you. Thank you so much. It's been super yeah, enlightening okay. as I thought it would be. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for um, including me. It's such a um, amazing project. Oh, no, I'm well done. glad to have you. Thank you. Well, um, I'll let you get back to your bubba. Thank you. Have a great day and I'm sure I'll speak to you really soon. All right. Bye. bye. See ya.